Welcome to Over Totality. If you're new here, make sure to click that subscribe slash add button so it appears on your feed. And if you're returning, welcome to the podcast. I'm Jay, your host for Over Totality. Let's get into the episode. Welcome back to another episode of Over Totality. Today's episode six, and I have a lot of stuff to talk about today. I'm very excited, and potentially we will have our first hour episode or a 15-minute episode. I don't really know right now because it's just the start of the podcast episode, but we will have it some, hopefully somewhere, right? That'd be fun. <laughs> but, you guys, I have a lot of stuff to talk about today. I've actually pulled out something I really wanted to talk about on today's episode, and I'm very excited to talk more about it. Uh, first of all, if you have not checked out part three of my docuseries, make sure to go check it out. It got released just as this podcast episode got released, so you're not gonna, you know, regret watching that after this episode, but that's really gonna be fun, right? Who doesn't love um, my docuseries that I made? It's really, actually, I really like it, but I wanted to talk about something over my docuseries. Um, so I actually changed my soundtrack for my docuseries, mid-docuseries, episode, part, whatever. Um, so I actually had originally two songs. One was called Run For Cover by Gabrielle Applin, or Appin, I'm sorry if I said that wrong. And the second one was called 20 Weeks by Lionel Castle and Cassio and Vile Patrick. Um, so I actually replaced my 20 Weeks soundtrack with a new sound- music called, or mu- new song called Sirens by Mavini, which all the credits and everything is in the docuseries. When you watch it, it I, I should list all of that so you guys can find easier there. But I did that. I really liked the new song and it really matched with the vibe of just like the entire documentary kind of just all hooked out together. So I was like, I want to use that song in particular. And it was just really nice. And also I finally got to use the song and I was really excited. And so I'm going to play the entire song right now on the podcast for you guys to listen to. If you have not listened or watched the documentary, Um, it is about a three minute song, so it's going to be playing for the entire three minutes. If you guys don't want to listen to it, just skip like three minutes ahead. And if you guys do want to listen to it, here is it now. Just when I thought that I'd broken free I feel the sirens call Head above water, a thousand seas Rising back up just to fall Guess you could say I'm scared to look in the mirror Cause what if I'm the very thing I fear And the heavens Silence can be any clear Tells me the lies I wanna hear Follow me down The sweetest sound Lies to the me in Follow me down 
Pocketing secrets I'll never tell Shadows drip into the black Hostage to the whispers Drawing me closer Dancing on the edge of the Okay, so that was the song. I hope you guys enjoyed it. It was it's a really good song and I really like it. And credits to the creator. Um I will have it I have all the credits actually on my docuseries, so you just have to go watch one of the episodes, part two or watch part two or part three and you'll find it somewhere in the docuseries. So yeah. Um but I have a lot of stuff to talk about today. So I'm gonna start with current events, then we'll go on to some space news like I do always, and then I'm gonna talk about some smart goals, quarantine finally maybe being over, and reading some of my favorite stories. So let's get into the episode. I wanna start actually off with current events because I feel like that's just a ritual. I feel like current events should just be its own segment because I do it every episode literally, so it's like why? And the funny thing is, I don't even, like, I don't plan my current events pre-head. I'm literally searching this up as I'm talking, so. That's fun, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Um, so I'm searching up on news. Let's see what news is here. Uh, I am gonna try to just do, like, something much easier today, because I have a lot of other stuff to talk about, so I don't want to talk something too much. But, uh... Let's see, is there any news today? I actually don't think there's anything that really, like, starstruck happened. That is family-friendly to talk about on this podcast. Okay. Well, I guess, you guys, we have no current events. Because I'm, like, looking through and I find... I literally find nothing. So, I guess we have no current events. Which is kind of sad, but it's fine. I think everyone was, like, probably cheering right now, so... Yay, lovely. But I have some space news, if that's, you know, something. Uh, so starting off with, actually, the hunt for wormholes, scientists actually are trying to find, like, space-time tunnels, which can help somehow to, like, travel further, I think. I'm not a space expert, but I think that's what it, that means. Um, yeah. A lander on a Jupiter's icy moon, Europa, may have to dig at least one foot down to find signs of life. So... 
Apparently, one of the Jupiter's moon has, like, some sort of um, ice, which might have actually some life, which would be kind of cool. And I actually want to talk about this with you guys, because I think it's really fascinating. At least it's very fascinating for me. I think it's, like, just to think about, like, do you guys believe that there is another world, another planet, something uh, else out in our universe that we just have not discovered yet? I feel like there is, and I have a couple of reasons why I feel like that. Is I don't know why, but I feel like it can't be that there's there's a lot of planets, right? There's so many habitable zones, and regardless the way you think how our Earth started and how life actually grew, there might be other habitable area planets that have the same start like Earth. So that could potentially mean that we there's two worlds, and there might be more than two planets with people actually on it, which to me is crazy to think about, like... I, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, okay, well, like, they probably don't know anything at all if there is another planet, and we will know nothing about them. Like, it's crazy to think, like, what if that, like, people over there are, like, so different? Like, because, you know, for us to become humans, there's a lot of mutation that happens. So what if they're not, they mutated differently, and they're not as humans, or whatever? I don't know. There's a lot of reasons why, right? What could be our cause? And it is crazy i'll tell you oh. crazy to think about how there might be another planet with people on it smart enough as us and trying to find a habitable zone and they find us or we find them i don't particularly believe that there's aliens i think there is actual people though like us on a different planet that we just don't know about right now so that'd be cool if there's another solar system with people alive I have a feeling there is, um, and the day we find it, I don't know if I'll be alive then, because I think we have a lot of scientific research we need to get done first, but that would be pretty dope, you know, hey, I would love to go, I just the thought of like, oh, okay, I'm gonna go take a summer vacation to Earth 2, <laughs> it just sounds weird, like, there's another Earth, like, it just sounds, it's hard to comprehend in my head, but like, it kind of sounds like, oh, wow, there's another Earth, let's go vacay there. Or something. So that would be kind of cool. And I would... I don't know how that would change stuff. I feel like it would change a lot of stuff. Whether that's like... Uh, the Us two worlds combining together. If there's a war. Like a, a world war. This like a world war. But like a planet war. I don't know. There's so much stuff that could happen. If there's another planet out there. Waiting for us to be discovered by them. Or for us to discover them. That could either help or not help us. Um, hopefully help. Maybe. Please. You know, that'd be nice, but you never know. So I think it's kind of like such a, just a weird thing to think about. You know, I don't really know how much of it is actually going to be true, but we're, I guess we just have to wait and um, hopefully we'll know one day, right? Maybe we'll know one day. <laughs> I love how I'm like, I was like, I'm not going to talk too much about this because I have other stuff to talk about, but then it goes on like a four-minute spiel over just me thinking there's another planet that exists. So, voila. Yes, another planet might exist. That'd be kind of cool, though. So, that's cool. I think we've talked enough about space. So, let's get on to our next topic, which is going to be smart goals. Smart goals, which is amazing because smart goals are fun, right? But over quarantine, I think everyone really worked on making goals for themselves, for people, for the future. Smart goals were something that I feel like not everyone made, but should have made. 
SMART stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Realistic, and Time-Bound. That's why it's called SMART Goals, S-M-A-R-T, SMART. Um, and I think it's really important to know that SMART goals always come longer, they come harder to be obtained, but they are, uh, how should I say, like they stay in the long run, so I think that's pretty cool. Uh, specific for the S is just to set real numbers with real deadlines. Don't say I want more, you know, I want more of this. Say like, I want more of this by kind of like, you know, you're giving yourself some sort of a deadline. M for measurable is to make sure your goal is trackable to make sure it is, you know, you're not hiding behind words kind of super vague. You have a very attentive plan. The A stands for attainable, which is work towards a goal that is challenging but possible. You don't want too easy or too hard goals. The R stands for realistic, which is be honest with yourself and make sure you know what you're capable of and set real goals. And the T stands for time bound, which is give yourself a deadline. Don't keep pushing towards a goal that you might hit someday. Make sure you have a date for that goal to be hit or a relatively date. So that's SMART goals, and that's my little spiel about me talking about some SMART goals. I think it's really important for us to know that SMART goals is such an important part, and we really need to learn how to make goals and make them SMART so that our goals always succeed. Otherwise, sometimes they don't succeed, and that's kind of sad, and I don't like that. Um, but continuing on and talking more about other stuff, because I'm just hyped to get to this next part, and I feel like I should. Um, so we're going to just do reading my favorite stories now, and then I will do, I'll talk more about the other stuff after like that, but I really want to read more stories. So here you go. I'm about to do that. Do, 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 do. I'm trying to, um, clear this so that it's okay. There we go. So I'm going to be reading some of my favorite podcast or not podcast, but favorite childhood stories I've made. I've shared some on my other podcast called Tastic Talks, but I don't know if you have listened to that one. So I'm going to talk about them here and I'm very excited. So I've written a lot. Um, not all of them are finished. None of them are finished to be really in particular, but there was one that I got to like chapter 20 something and I've made three books in that series. So that was kind of fun. It's the, the you know, the plot wasn't the best, but that was me writing in like seventh grade, so give me a break. But I have some stories to talk about. So I'm going to read one story now, and then I'm going to probably finish the rest of this episode tomorrow. For you, it'd be like, for you, it's the same episode. It's just I'm going to split for me to record this episode into two parts, so it's a longer episode, and I don't get drained out because I've been editing a docuseries for almost three hours now, and I really want to just do something else. So we're going to read one of my stories. I think I want to read about let's do like a shorter one because i want to save the longer ones at the end oh, there's so many i've written uh okay i think i like this one let me open it and then i'll give you the title of everything okay so this is called this story that i made is called my own story no it's not my story it is just the title of the book none of the story that i'm about to share it relates to me any sort of way it's just the title of the book my own story so there is how many chapters did i write uh these are there's only two chapters and they're very short on a Google Doc, they fit both on one page, so you can tell how short it is. But, I mean, I, w I want to say the plot actually went really fast, so it's not a bad story. But I'm going to read it for you guys now. Chapter 1, Our Story. 
In our household, we share one thing, our own stories. But except for me, I don't have a story. Sometimes I think my life doesn't have a purpose and doesn't serve a right. But my father always said, you have a purpose and that purpose will come soon. But I still didn't think I did. I always would think that maybe I wasn't meant to be. Perhaps I just went to this world as an accident. All day long, I would be picked on and get so much hate from school. I didn't know what I had to do. And I didn't know if God gave me a purpose to live. Last year, I got adopted to this household who doesn't care about me, but I have to deal with it. No matter what I couldn't do, what no matter what I couldn't say a word against them. No matter what I couldn't say a word against them, I was saddened in deep depression. As I, as long as I knew I wasn't in the right place, maybe somewhere that was deeper than the underworld. I still wish one thing, and that was my father to would come and find me. He got deployed to seas for his service, and I had to be adopted. It was sadder, it was sadder, it was sad than ever. And I miss him every day, and still will for the rest of my life. Chapter 2, A New Year School is about to start. I didn't think I was ready at all. I wanted to go somewhere where I was appreciated. This morning before school, I had some. I had a, this weird sensation. I questioned a lot, but my so-called mom said, Hurry up, you take forever, Jackson. I rushed up, I rushed and brushed my teeth and went downstairs. For breakfast, all the other kids got waffles with syrup. I only got a burnt waffle with no syrup. I was sad and I, and I was treated differently and poorly. But who cares? I will go to school and I will not have problems with home. But I was thinking of my dad. Would he be okay? Will he be safe? As these questions came to my mind, the bus arrived. I ran as fast as I could and got on that bus. As the bus was going to school, I thought maybe I had a chance to meet my father. I saw a billboard saying military families will have an opportunity to enter and the prize was to meet their parents or parent. I had another hope. I was going to enter that challenge. Soon, the bus reached school and the kids were getting dismissed from the buses. The first bell rang, which meant passing periods, and soon started after the class. It was time to head to class. Bada ba da boo! That was a good story. I really like it. I really wish I actually worked more on it. I really, I like the storyline of the the book. I'm going to say I wrote this a year ago. I really like the storyline of the book. It's super gradual, but it also has, I feel like a meaning to it. It's very down and I really like it. Uh, I, I had to change a couple of things. One was to fix my grammar. And then second was probably to make like to introduce the idea of him being able to meet his dad differently. I just feel like it's very kind of super sudden for me to talk about um, him missing his dad and then apparently like magically this billboard appears, you know, for him to get entered. I hate when, you know, books do that because it's like, oh, you know, totally not expected. Like, I want to make it more natural. So I think that's one thing I would do and work on. I'm going to read one more before I end um, this part. And then I keep saying I want to end the episode. I mean, like, end for recording for today and then to I'll resume tomorrow but you'll for you it's like a second snap so ah gosh everything like that <laughs> okay so my next one I want to read uh, oh I have a lot of ones I feel like it's a directory of just these like different ones I can read okay I think I'm gonna read uh, I'm like Debating so hardcore on which one I want to read. I think I'm going to read The Power. We'll read this one. Okay. So this one, this story is called The Power, also made by me. This was made uh, two years ago. Wait. Yeah, two years ago. 
Um, so here you go. Here it is. It's a very short one. It's not, I don't even have chapters classified. So here you go. One day, Sar was a oh also mind my grammar. It's very bad, so ignore it. One day, Sar was a kid. She was ten years old. She wanted powers her whole life, but her parents said powers aren't real. At least that's what they thought. No powers are real, Sarah said. No, dear. Powers aren't... Wait. No. Powers are real, Sarah said. No, dear. Powers are not real. They just make uh, make so kids think powers are real. It is all a big lie to all people. No, it's not, Mom, Sarah said. That is... That is it. Sarah, go to your room. It's Sarah or Sarah. I can't... I don't remember how I was pronouncing this name. Angry Sarah's mom said, Sarah... Thought, Sarah thought powers are not real. No powers are real. Mom is just lying. Yeah, just she's just lying. Powers are in this world. They are real and they will stay real. Sarah, dear, Sarah's father said, I'm here. I want to meet you, Sarah. Get over here. Sarah's father was at Japan for three months, so he wanted to meet Sarah very badly. Sarah came. Sarah, come, Sarah's father said. Hey, Dad, I miss you so much. I miss you too, Sarah, he said. Anyways, Sarah was about to say something, and dot, dot, dot. Um, so, this one was the most grammatically wrong thing I've heard in a long time. It's very grammatically wrong, so that's that. But let me read the next story, which is going to be reading it tomorrow. But for you guys, it's right this second. Okay, guys, so it's the next day for me, but same episode for you guys. I'm going to have to say I do like splitting my podcast episodes into two because I feel like, one, I can make better quality content, and two, I feel like it's longer in general because I have more to talk about, and, like, sometimes my brain just hits, like, this overload mark, which, after that, I cannot think of anything. So, um, I'm back with a new mind, new day. I was very busy this entire morning, so I'm, like, still very tired, but I am here to do this and to finish this episode, so let's go. Um, so yesterday I read two stories, my own story and then The Power, uh, that was the titles of the two stories I read, and now we're gonna get to some more of my fun favorite stories, I guess. Um, so yeah, let's go. Uh, this next one I want to do is called The Girl. So, this one was actually written by me and one of my cousins. We wrote this one, uh, this, we wrote this also in 2019, so two years ago. And, uh, this one was something, I, look, it's the only reason the grammar is so good is because my cousin helped wrote it, so she kind of proofed it. Um, but this one has two chapters, again, very short chapters. It's about one page, um, of writing. So it's kind of it's kind of low, um, <laughs> but I also think the plot went really fast in this one. So here it is. Once upon a time, there was a girl named Melinda. Her parents died when she was only seven years old. Her uncle and aunt showed her love just because Melinda's parent acquired a mansion, business, and a hospital. They had a lot of money. Therefore, she commences to live with her uncle and aunt. They really did not like her or cared for her much. They just wanted her money and showed her love only because she was rich, because if Melinda was living with her uncle and aunt, then Melinda's money was their money. They did not have care for her. Later on, Melinda discovers that her parents did not actually die in a car accident. Her uncle and aunt killed her parents because of her money, hence her uncle and dot 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 dot. So this one is very short again. Again, it, not a lot of progress. <laughs> Uh, minimum progress, but 
it's not, again, I want to say a bad story. I think it's just a story that needs more work, you know? Just, if that makes any sense, I feel like it needs more work put in. So, yeah. Um, that's what that. <laughs> the next one, actually, I did, I'm pretty sure, well, I'm trying to find this one. It's not in the folder that I had it done, but I found it. This was actually a series I did on my channel, which was called, it was just one episode, and it was me writing a story. It's a 30-minute video on Study Center. You guys can go check that out. The link uh, for the YouTube channel is down below. And basically, I actually wrote this story all on that in that video, and I want to read it to you guys. It's very long. This one is a eight-page story on Google Docs, so it's a, it's a pretty well-developed story, and this is going to be the last story. Maybe I will read one more after this, but... Um, here it is. I'm going to read, like, a chapter by chapter, and then once I read a chapter, I'll kind of, like, re-say it in, like, some easier ways so that you kind of can get understood, or you can understand a little more better of what the story is. There's a total of four chapters in this with the eight pages, so here we go. Chapter one is called The Crash. Everything was on... Oh, the, by the way, I will let you know when the narrator is speaking because it's not obvious when you just can hear, but this is the narrator's uh, voice. Everything was on fire from my sight. Nothing was seen far, far away. Only thing I saw was... Actually, I'm so sorry. This is not the narrator's voice. This is the character's voice that we will figure out in a second. So let me say this again. Everything was on fire from my sight. Nothing was seen far, far away. Only thing I saw was me, stuck in something that I've never seen. Now, here is the narrator's voice. Burning forest and destruction that happened all around her. What was the cause for this? What happened to change her world forever? And her best friend next to her, dead. Fifteen hours before. Bell rings. School just finished and kids were running to homes or to friends' homes to play some games. Then, they were, then there were two girls walking on the side of the road, Rachel and Luna. Let's hang out at my place today. We can have some cookies and then work on our essays for English. What do you think, Luna? Hmm, sounds good. I have to go home first to change, so I'll head to yours shortly. Perfect, see you then. The both of the girls headed into separate paths to get home. Welcome home, Luna. How was your school? It was good, Mom. I'm gonna be heading to Rachel's. I just wanted to you I just wanted you to know. Sounds good, you go right ahead. The bell rings again. Hey Rachel or rings bell. Hey Rachel, I'm here. Luna, I have an idea. Let's go to the forest and have a picnic, just us two. I think it'd be really fun. Yeah, let's go. Both girls walked to the forest, not knowing what was about to come. Nice sandwich you made, Rachel. Thanks, Luna. I tried my best to make it. Thanks for letting me know. Sudden crash. Everything was on fire from my sight. Nothing was seen far, far away. The only thing I saw was me, stuck in something that I've never seen. Right next to me, I saw my best friend. The only thing that was wrong was she was dead. Gets up, tries to look around, gasping. Rachel, wake up, Luna demanded. Soon Luna figured that Rachel was no more. She fell to the ground and started to cry her eyes out, sobbing, but little did she know. Something more striking was about to be discovered. A little radio. This is the radio not speaking. A broad telecast, breaking news. Earth has crashed into another planet that just entered the solar system. OWSS, Overworld Space Station, is working on discovering what, ha what has happened. For now, all the information we have is Earth has stopped moving. According to scientists, seasons are now frozen. Until further notice, please check with your loved ones and find shelter until safety has been approached. 
Luna had no choice but to find her way back, leaving her best friend since day one, running for her life and trying to find a hospital to admit herself in, crying. Where are you, hun? What is this? It isn't what we used to live in. How are these new areas that we have never seen before? I'm confused as well. For now, I think we should find shelter, said the mom. I'm, the sky is glowing with a new object never displayed before. It was a kind like a moon, but that appeared during the night. But the only difference was it was much shinier, bright, glowy, and powerful. This was a formerly known as a magic orb that now is controlling this new world. Okay, that was chapter one. So rephrasing the entire chapter, it's basically these two characters that get introduced, Rachel and Luna. But at the right beginning of the chapter, there was this one quote that says that was everything was on fire from my sight. Nothing was seen far, far away. The only thing I saw was me stuck in something that I've never seen. And that quote is actually something that I did that a lot of books do, which is kind of to put you put the book at kind of the start of like this entire chaotic mess. And then you rewind and you introduce on how you got to this mess. So that's what I did. And basically, we, we learned that there was two characters, Luna and Rachel. And uh, we don't really know what's happening. They're just these two girls that we're talking about. And then this crash happens where her best friend Rachel dies and Luna's alive, but Rachel dies. So Luna sadly has to leave her and tries to find shelter. And we figure out that there's a planet that crashed into Earth that made Earth stop moving, which froze the entire thing. So that's what we know. Um, but yeah, let's continue on to chapter two, which is called The Wicked Scheme. Three words that describe the world. Chaos, chaos, chaos. Nothing was peace if silent forces were yelling for health. Mom, oh my god, what happened to our house? Luna, something crashed. But I'm so confused about what has happened. I'm so glad you're okay. Where's Rachel? Sobbing Luna. She died. She's gone. She died as the crash hit and we both knocked out. And when I woke up, she was dead. I'm so sorry, Luna, but we need to find shelter before something else happens. Let's go. Heading Luna and her mom went to the underground bunker in their neighborhood. If anything, that bunker would have been the safest in the neighborhood so far. But the explosions weren't over. Due to Nitro-143 hitting Earth, it shaked the entire solar system. Other planets ran into each other and everything was everything but normal. Kids and adults not knowing what happened. This was something that no one knew why and how it happened. People questioning what if more destruction was to come. Was gravity really saving, saving us? What caused this? All these questions running through everyone's mind, causing chaos. Theories were being made, and thoughts were being created. Mwahahaha. <laughs> this sounds so weird to say out loud. I'm finally going to be able to rule this world. Sorry to disturb you, ma'am, but you can't until you obtain that orb. That's currently the controller of these two worlds. Idiot, it's one world now. I know what I have to do. The day that orb follows my command, I will be the most powerful person. Then everyone will worship me. While up there, this evil scheme was being made, down on Earth, stuff was getting worse. Crash, shitting. Mom, Luna, run. This was, a, this was all a plot that no one knew, and meteors were falling, causing more chaos, destruction, and fear in the people. Suddenly, Luna's little circled necklace was glowing. It wasn't like the sun would reflect on it. It had magic of its own. Oh, little, little humans, which one of you have the key to unlock the orb to Val control? 
Shoot, we've been spending forever looking for this rightful owner who has the key to connect the orb to make it in my control. I spent three years finding it, still can't. I had to make a planet crash this earth and I still can't find it. It should be glowing. It will always glow when something dangerous striking, but how can I not see it? Ma'am, maybe you need some glasses? Slops the servant across the room. Don't dare teach me. I know what I'm doing. I know what I now have to do. Okay, so chapter two, basically we get introduced more about the crash. We figure out there's actually more characters that got introduced. Introduced. There's these two people that don't have a name yet. But basically there's one person who's trying to control the world. And they made this planet purposely crash Earth. Um, and there's this magical orb that they're trying to obtain, and for that they need a glowing necklace, which is what Luna has on wearing, but she doesn't know what that glowing necklace means, and they are kind of, it's just kind of this big mess right now, and we figure out that, you know, the two evil people, there's, one is the servant and one is, of course, this person, powerful, we don't know if it's a male or a female or what, so let's go to chapter three, which is called Twin It. The most powerful eye set on that orb. It was so close, but yet so far. That key that had control over the orb was not yet found by that evil schemer. But who was she? Why was she like this? What turned her like this? Luna, it's today. Yeah, mom. Today my sister died. She was more than your sister. She was your twin. I can't imagine what you're feeling. I wish if I just grabbed her hand in the moment and tried all I could save her. I want to go of the past in a heartbeat. I'd save her. I know, sweetie, but we have to move on. Luma. Luna's twin sister. So, Luma and Luna. They're two different characters. They Their name is very similar. But Luma with an M and then Luna with an N. Luma. Luna's twin sister. She died in a car accident when she was 15. Luna, Luna, Luma and Luna were both in that car. Luna got out. Luna got out. And she, as she was trying to say, trying to get Luma, the car fell and killed the driver and the Luma, and Luma. As so she was, as that's what supposed. They never found the body, but who would live falling 143 feet down in a burning car? That isn't the point. Everyone tried to find her body, but her body still remains hidden. It's predicted that animals ate her, but who really knows? Oh, my little little friend! I think I found who has the amulet. Who, ma'am? A 18-year-old girl. Her name, ma'am? Luna. Lunar Alice Marie. Is she... Yes, you fool. It's time to rightfully take what's mine. But how, ma'am? They don't just call me Miranda for no reason. <sighs> now you're wondering who's Miranda. She was a wicked 18-year-old who only few knew where she was from. She changed herself completely. She had nothing to do with kindness. She was purely evil. But they say evil doesn't just come from the heart. It comes from the past. What was her past? Who knew? Oh, my sweet little Luna. Wake up. Oh my god, who are you? How did you get into my home? Well, you see, it's not really that hard. After this is a tiny, non-security home. What do you want? said Luna. The necklace you're wearing. Give it and no one will be hurt. No. This is the only thing common with my dead twin. We both had the same amulet. I will not give it any chance. Look, I didn't ask you. I demand. Now you either give me that necklace or bad stuff will happen. 
Look, I don't like being that mean and killing people. Not my specialty. Okay, fine, maybe it is, but that is not the point. Hand me this and no one will be hurt, said Miranda. No, it's the only thing left of my sister. Listen, Lena, enough of the sweet talk. Hand it over, or you see this knife? It's gonna go through right it's gonna go right through you. I don't care. Kill me. Hmm. Okay, so you don't like you don't okay, you don't like that I see. Your mom will face the painful death. Miranda's phone rings. Yes, my little friend. What? I'm coming. You're off the hook for now, little Luna, but I will soon come back. No one understood why she was after Luna. The magical orb required two of those necklaces, one which was with Luma. No one knew how she'd find Luma's necklace, but she was certainly after Luna, more than trying to find Luma's necklace. That girl, she reminded me of someone dear to my heart. She was so evil, but yet so heart-touching. What, my little friend? I was so close to the necklace. You can't just leave me at a cliffhanger. Who is Luna, too? <sighs> you really can't wait to know, can you? Please tell me, ma'am. Fine. Recall something about Luna's twin that died. Yes, ma'am. Well, that twin, Luma, is no other than me. What? But your name is Miranda. I've heard Luma used to be so nice and you're so... Evil? Yes. Everything changed about me since that day. My sister could have saved me, but no, she left me to die. And now I want that key so I can control the magical orb. And kill her? No. Never. She's the closest to my heart. I want her to join me. To accept me. To love me all over again. But with this new me. But what if she doesn't? She will have to. <laughs> After all, I'm her twin. That's chapter three. So this one was my favorite because it did the most developing. And in this chapter, we figure out who the evil person is, which is Miranda. And we also figure out that Miranda is actually Luna's dead twin sister. So I this also indicates a couple of stuff. If Luna could not physically recognize her by her physical look, that means that they're fraternal twins. Probably they don't look anything alike. Probably uh, because... This car crash happened 10 years ago. They were eight, so she's grown out of her face. Um, so she probably can't recognize her. And it also adds to the point that she's not sinister in the way that she wants to get revenge on her twin, but she wants them to reunite, but she wants to get revenge on everyone else. Chapter four is like one fourth of a page. So here it is. It's called Comparing Past to Present. When are you, when are you gonna tell her? When she finds out, she's my twin sister after all. She'll figure it out. Our twin instincts are strong like that. But how will she accept you? She will. After all, she was my roommate. Luma, now known as Miranda, was Luna's twin. How shocking, but not really. Of course, Miranda would help her twin, but Miranda and Luma were completely different people. They were completely different. Luma was that 15-year-old girl who was the kindest heart and Miranda was that 18-year-old girl that didn't have a sweat a tear, did not sweat a tear killing someone. They were the same body, but different souls. So this was one of my favorite stories. I think I wrote a lot into it. I really invested my time, and it really went from just one little idea to like such a big thing. So in my opinion, I think this was a very good book. Um, so I think this was one of my favorites, if I do say myself, but yeah and so that's that 
Um, next we're gonna go to... We'll do a couple more stories, why not? Because we have some time, you know. Let's see. Something that's entertaining. <laughs> oh, I got a message. Okay, <laughs> ignore that. Uh, let's see. I'm going to find another story, and then I will read it to you guys right now. Okay, so the next story I want to do is also one of my favorites. I think this was one of my... It was a very, um, I want to say, like, a, a series. It, I had three books on this particular story um, that I'm going to do. Now, two of the books are super long, like, super long, so... I don't want to make this episode like a five-hour episode, so there. It, the book's name was called Inverted, um, and I made three parts to it. So the first one is called Inverted New Start, the second one is called Inverted Discovered, and the third book is called Inverted Risen or Rising Sun, Rising Sun, sorry, Rising Sun. So I'm gonna just, I'm not gonna read, but I'm gonna basically give you a summary over all of the, the entire book. Um, and it's kind of weird because I, um, you know, I kind of, like, messed it up, like, a little bit. Like, one book is super long, one is not that long, one is, like, ant long. So, the first book, which I said this out of order, but the first book is called Inverted Discovered. And this one, I did this on Google Slides, and each Google Slide is filled up, and there's 42 of them. So, this is a very long one. But basically, it is about, I need to, like, read one, like, I just, okay... It's about two people, Nia and Nick, and they're basically these normal people that have been both adopted, and they have been in these different households, and later to figure out, they figure out that they're actually twins, and that they were separated from birth, so they actually start to work together to figure out more about their past, and they actually learn that they are come from this magical kingdom in this parallel universe and that they were soon going to be found by the people and that their parents were killed in the storm whatever um and so they work together they have to pass through these like nine levels of which is called the world so basically there's nine or how many worlds were they uh i have to read it on the table of contents there was seven worlds so the first, the only I only named two of the worlds because I didn't want I didn't have the other ones yet made that time. But the two were called Fire and Wishful Serpents, and the kingdom they're trying to go to is called Magina, which is the like the kingdom I guess of the power, whatever you know, yeah that. Um. So basically, they find out their past, and then they reunite. And the ending is really happy and all that, right? <laughs> happy ever after, right? The second book is called the um, it's called Inverted New Start. This book basically you start off twenty five years later, so this is a twenty five year time gap, and we figure out that Nia and Nick were actually separated, um, and like they have not talked in a while. Nia was running a life, and she, after 25 years, she became a mother of three children. Her, the children's name was Nikki, Bree, and Ava, and then she got married to a guy named Kevin South, and they had three changer, cha or strangers, and they were, like, relatively, like, they were fine. They weren't, like, super rich or super poor. Nick, on the other hand, was, uh, got married to a girl called Emma Crow, and then Nick and Emma had two children called, or named Jack and Jacqueline. 
uh, Nick and his family were relaxing in the penthouse, so they were kind of more of these rich people, and they meet after, you know, a long time, and they figure out that basically there is a sinister, there's people after them to try to kill Nick and Nia, because when, if Nick and Nia die, the power actually, the power that they have goes to their children. Basically, their children have to then fight them to get that power that is controlling, like, the kingdom status of Magina. So there's these people after trying to kill Nick and um, Nick and uh, Nia so that they can kill easily get the children, they can use it, whatever, to get them to make them rule, whatever, okay? And so basically, they're running away at the end of the story. They successfully run away, they escape, and they... Uh, protect you know each other and all that and then it was kind of this like just sweet touching moment moment like that okay <laughs> yeah moment like that the third book is called rising uh oh my god no it's called rising sun and this one is a uh it's actually another kind of it's not a leap but it's kind of like kind of picks up it's basically about this power so they killed the people that are after the power but uh you can see that nick and nia are kind of very, like their neighbors they're having this amazing time and they're enjoying and then they um come to a part where it's basically like they um nick and nia both die so it was not something expected there was just a situation that happened something like that they you know you whatever happened died and so basically this person who is like this elderly person comes in and says that the power that nick and nia held are now um heritagely they're now eligible to the five children which is nikki brie ava jack and jacqueline the children of nia nikki or nia and nick and basically that they all five have to fight over trying to get the uh the power so basically it says that only Two will be granted powers, and so it says uh, and the other three will be sent to Covalent Mountain, which is where you have to figure out, um, like, what happened to Nick and Nia, because their, you know, their death was a mystery, so that's kind of what happened. They basically go out, and spoiler alert, probably no one's going to read the book, but the two people that were chosen was Jack and Bree as the power uh, people who got to keep, and then the other three went to the Kovalent Mountain to figure out that Nick and Nia were actually planned death. Um, they decided, they purposely did that because they know that they were going to get, someone was going to come and get them, so that they did that to just make sure the power stays in the family, and um, with that, they kind of have, like, this sad ending, but it was a bittersweet ending, I would want to say. So that was really good. I think that was one of my favorite books because it kind of had a closure at the end. It, the The main character shifted from Nick and Nia to the five uh, young ones. So I think those were my favorite stories I wanted to share with you guys. I have more, but I'll share those later. Uh, I think that's all I have. So this podcast episode was, was amazing. I like it, but I'm going to talk a little bit, or my last topic for the today is me talking about quarantine so quarantine i think is over now um you know it's just literally middle of 2021 the pandemic started early 2020 you know people are getting more relaxed they're leaving and i wanted to know what's something you guys missed so much about quarantine i think if i had to know one my most missed thing would have to be me being able to just um be flexible like you know i got really used to 
this flexible schedule of mine <laughs> that I kind of can, you know, do what I want uh, at what time I want to do and, like, have the entire comfort of my house with me to be able to eat a snack when I'm hungry or to, you know, secretly have snacks and while I'm on Zoom or just not you know, having to, like, fully dress properly. Like, all this kind of, you know, a miss. But I think alongside with that, I really do just miss the aspect of being able to kind of just be chill. Like, life kind of, I want to say, slowed down a lot, even though it seemed it went fast. But, like, we got, as humans, slowed down while time continued to be time. And I feel like I, this was a learning process for me. But now going back into the real world, it's like, hmm. Um... You know, it's kind of, it feels more rushy again, and you're like, why are people doing this so fast and all that? But turns out that it was just us being uh, very, you know, just little children. And, yeah, so I do want to say that was something pretty big uh, that I learned about that. I'm trying to pull up. Something that I was going to talk about, but I guess I can't find it anymore, so that's quite um, interesting. Um, but anyways, I think that's all I have to talk about for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining in and chiming in. We did reach 50 minutes today, so I'm very, very happy. <laughs> and hopefully next episode will be an hour long and then we're going to stop because I think hour long episodes, we can keep up for a little bit and then maybe we can do better and longer episodes after that. I don't know, but I really hope you guys have a wonderful day. And I think I will see you guys, but, oh yeah, one more thing I wanted to say before I end today's episode, and that is, I just wanted to say a big thank you to supporting my docuseries, I got some of the support yesterday I figured out, and I finished part three, well, I'm almost done, I just have to make my final edit, so it's gonna be up, and then we have one last part next week coming up, uh, during episode seven, and then episode eight, when episode eight airs, there will be a all-in-one episode. Uh, video which will have all four of the parts in one episode or one video for easier view i guess um but i think that is all i have to say today so thank you so much for watching today's episode and i'm going to go ahead and roll the outro right now we lie, but we know. all right guys i hope you had a nice episode for today thank you so much for watching make sure you go and check out my socials on instagram and Twitter at Only Study Center, as well as the official Twitter or Instagram handle for this podcast, Over Totality. While you're there, make sure you go check out my YouTube channel as well, which has a lot of great content offering for you guys. And stay safe, have fun, and just enjoy life to the fullest. I'll see you guys next time for a new episode of Over Totality. Goodbye.